three, two, one. Giving you the real from A to Z surrounding the Dallas Cowboys. News, updates, rumors, transactions, takes, and more. So strap up, Cowboys Nation, and start your day off with A to Z Sports. Live with Will Steele. What's going on, Cowboys Nation? Welcome to A to Z Sports. Live, I am your host, Will Skywalker Steel. Right, boom, right there, right there. Follow me on Twitter, at Skywalker Steel. It is over Reaction Monday. And I like to say Monday sets the tone. So I'm going to bring the energy. I'm going to bring it right. And let's win this day. Let's win it, baby. Let's win it. Three, two, one. Feeling good. Feeling good. Coming up today, we're going to talk about that game a little bit. I'm not going to dive into the game. Too, too much. It was the last preseason game, but we'll touch on some of the things we saw. And then, of course, we'll get into the roster cuts, the 53-man trim down. I got a little twist we'll do today. I'm not really going to do a full-fledged 53, but me and you, we're going to talk it out. We're going to try to figure out how we get down to 53. It's going to be tricky. It's going to be real, real tricky. And then, of course, the morning roundup, which we'll talk about a certain quarterback that went to a certain team that should have came to this team. Yeah, you should have came to this team. Wow, that was a, a nice little energetic bring-in, you know. We already got some people up in the building. Shout out to everybody. Rolling with me this morning. Trauma, Matt, uh, Professor O, LaMarcus. Go, LaMarcus. Go, LaMarcus. Uh, Edward, Bessie, Lewis, Stevie Mac, the mod God. Shout out to you. C. Burleson, Mike Harris, C. Nix, our guy Chris Woody. Michelle, my lady, and Matt Goddix, and the many, many more that will be coming through and joining us today. As you guys know, you can call into the show, 351-999-3787. Mic check, 1212. Let me know how I sound. Y'all know how it go. Either way, we good to go. Javon, how you doing, brother? How you doing? Um, So, <clears throat> we're going to get straight, boom, right into what happened in Jacksonville, because I kind of want to, against Jacksonville, because I kind of want to just kind of Put that behind us. Just put that behind us, right? It, it really didn't matter too, too, too much. Uh, so before we get to the morning roundup, let's kind of just chat out, uh, chat it and talk about what happened yesterday. And it's so crazy because the thing that came, I came away from that game, I cannot get out of my head, is number 33, Deontay Burton. And I feel bad for the Cali. He wasn't going to make the team, but my God, he got worked. It just kept getting worked. And I'm trying to watch the game and, and you know, look at this thing like a analyst per se and I just couldn't get come away from 33 it was hard to get my eyes off him. even though we had McQuamble making plays right Carter making plays uh Matt Fournette was it Fournette I can't say that guy's name for nothing uh the rookie cat from Wisconsin He's from Wisconsin where's he from y'all uh the center he was he looked pretty good but it was hard to take my eyes off of 33 because he kept getting whipped he just kept getting whipped good morning tomorrow uh, good morning, Joe Joe. He says, I can finally catch a morning show every morning, Monday through Friday, starting next week. The last week, y'all. The last week will be Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Next week is a full-fledged and obviously the game's on Thursday. Um, so what takeaways did you guys see from that game? I, let's be real. You're not going to get much from the fourth preseason game. Uh, well, our, the Cowboys' fourth preseason game, but the third one for the uh, NFL and 
The Jacksonville Jaguars were playing their starters at the beginning of that game against the Cowboys' third and fourth stringers. There probably wasn't more than five or six or seven guys that might have been on this team. So, you know, I don't like to look at the end result uh, in regards to that. And we'll get into actually one of the questions is going to be about grading the Cowboys' preseason process. And I'll talk about what I mean by, by that. Pops in the building. He says he shouldn't have been wearing number 33 anyway. That number should be retired. Cowboys, I don't know what it is about Dallas. Tony Dorsett's number definitely should be retired. It, it, there's some numbers, right? Like eight, no one's really ever going to wear that. 22, no one's ever really going to wear that. But they give away 74 and 33, you know, like it, like it's nothing. So, but so many Cowboys legends, kind of like the Celtics, right? If you retire all the legends numbers, won't be no numbers. Uh, Brian Bradford said, good morning, Terrence Steele. You still calling me Terrence Steele? He's making the, t- he's making the team. See, I don't want to give away too much. I don't want to give away too much, but but Terrence Steele's making the team. Is that my surprise addition? Not really. Uh, Javon said, boss man fat was getting burnt to uh, uh You know, was, boss man, man, he's looking way too familiar. He's looking like a certain number 24 that used to play for the Dallas Cowboys. I'm just keeping it real. You know, he's always in position. Somebody's pushing off or a perfect pass or something like that. So I'm not getting too worked up about boss man, but he had to be a little bit more physical on that, on that play. It was only one play. And Wright also got beat as well in that game. Uh, how you doing, Rika? I always thought it was Rika. How you doing? Appreciate you coming through. Uh, Matt Owen says, we gave up number 28 to Tyson Thompson. Tyson Thompson. Yeah, 28 should be retired as well. That's my guy. Woody. Still making the team that sad means they don't want to upgrade. He got, he has a sponsor in the building. My third cousin has somebody in that building that really likes him. Uh, they see some upside. And if you, if you listen to Nick Eatman, he said, don't shoot the messenger. He said there's people in that building that believe Terrence Steele can become a starter later on down the line. He did. Yes, Brian. He, you know, boss man's looking like Cheeto a little bit. Looking like Cheeto a little bit. All right. We're getting some folks up in here in this building. So let's go ahead and get to the morning roundup so we can talk a little bit about uh, some of the news that came out of that game and before that game. And moving forward as we get ready to prep for the roster. It's that time. It is time for it's time for the morning roundup. Round them up, boys. Yeah. The very first one there, I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I was a little bit annoyed heading to practice on Saturday. I believe it was when I got the notification that the Philadelphia Eagles trade for Gardner Minshew. So the first part ticked me off. The second part for a conditional six round pick for a conditional six round pick. All right, listen, I'm, I'm not going to get too caught up with the backup quarterback stuff, but I mean, <laughs> what, what, have, what have we been talking about on this channel for the last month? 
Gardner Minshew's up for sale. He's not going to cost you a lot. You could have got him for a conditional six-round pick. Come on, man. You cannot tell me you've been watching this preseason, watching these practices, and you come away with, yeah. You know what? Garrett Gilbert's better than Gardner Minshew. You know what? Cooper Rush is better than Gardner Minshew. Stephen Jones, you couldn't tell me. Somebody came to you and said, hey, we're willing to give up Gardner Minshew for a conditional six-round pick. And Stephen said, ah, you know what? It's too much. It's too much. Gardner Minshew is going to cost me $800,000 in the six-round pick. Too, too much. Come on, man. <laughs> oh. So, yes, they miss out on a guy who has 37 touchdowns, 11 interceptions, 63% completion in his 20 starts in the league. Yes, he's 7-16 and 16 as a starter in the NFL because he plays for the Jacksonville Jaguars. But if you told me one of the worst teams in the NFL has a fringe starter that has 37 touchdowns, 11 picks on 63% completion with four fourth-quarter comebacks and game-winning drives, I would have said, give me that guy as my backup quarterback. Don't tell me that roster building is 365 days a year, Steven, when you aren't doing it 365 days a year. That's all. That's all I'm saying. In my my crazy Cowboys nation, let me get over here. Uh, Trauma says, as ridiculous as it sounds, Foles and Flacco are both probably going to be on the street soon. I'd rather have Gardner Minshew. Well, yeah, that feels good. But I'd rather have Gardner Minshew. I'm going to just be real. I, 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 don't, I don't think Foles and uh, Flacco's done, first of all. <laughs> Flacco's done. Foles is the tricky one. But Foles outside of anywhere but Philly has been terrible. It's been terrible. Uh, Professor O said, should have traded for Minshew, but go sign Nick Mullins now. Younger and better than Gilbert and Rush. That ship is sailed, Professor O. Like, that's the thing. Like, when you don't go get a Minshew, in my opinion, it feels like they're set on their quarterbacks. And we'll talk about that in in the 53-man roster. I'm not going to sit on this too long, y'all. I promise you. But I I just can't believe that he, he got, you know, traded for that amount. To the Philadelphia Eagles at that, who has a plethora of quarterbacks right now. I don't know what they're doing. Jalen Hurts, Flacco, Minshew, who knows what the hell's going on. How's it going, Facebook? Shout out to Facebook in the building. We got Shasha Vital in the building uh, in the chat. I'm sorry if I missed any other Facebook. Todd Murray, how you doing, Todd? And shout out to my guy, Woody, with the donation. Let me get you. Let me get you. Super chat. Uh, $10 donation from Chris Woods. He says, I'm just excited preseason is over. Week one will be intense. Yeah, week one's going to be. It's going to be very interesting. We'll be talking about that, too, this week. See, Nick says it's too late to get a backup. Yes and no. Like, like Minshew for a six, I don't care. You bring him in, let him learn the offense for the next four or five weeks while, you know, Dak is in there. And if Dak happens to go down middle of the year, I feel good about Minshew for a couple games. I don't feel good about Cooper. I don't feel good about uh, Gilbert. Don't. All right. Giving some injury updates out of the game. And as you can see right there, the guy, the man of the hour coming out of that game was Kelvin Joseph. 
Uh, Kelvin Joseph had a hamstring injury. We don't really know what's going on with it yet, to be honest with you. He says minor setback, major comeback in a tweet. But it's a groin. You know, this reminds me of, I want to say it was another 24, right? It was, Cheeto went through something like this, I think his rookie year, y'all, if I'm not mistaken, or, or, or one of the seasons. End of preseason, gets a groin injury, lingers, can't really start the beginning of the year. I think it was the year Nolan Carroll had to play. Yep, it was his rookie year. Nolan Carroll and Jordan Lewis had to play on the boundary that year because the rookie injured his groin. That's what's happening with uh, Kelvin Joseph, who hasn't had a spectacular camp. Let's just be real. He hasn't had a spectacular camp, hasn't had a spectacular preseason. And me and Boss got into it a little bit on one of his shows where I said, Boss, look, I'm, I would love to rip the Band-Aid off and just put Kelvin in there. But being honest, the practices I've seen and, and the preseason games, and according to those down there that are at the practices we don't see, no one has done enough to take over Anthony Brown, which I know sounds crazy, y'all. But that's just a fact of the matter right now. And that could be poor evaluation at some point, but it also means that the only person, I'll give you this, the only person that really has is Maurice Kennedy. Is Maurice Kennedy. I, I would go ahead and play Mo on the outside and move Anthony Brown on the interior on the uh on the inside at slot, to be honest with you. So get ready to see more of some a Kennedy if Kelvin Joseph can't go. It's just a matter of where will you see Kennedy. Jamie and Kyle says Stefan Gilmore doesn't sound bad to me still. Absolutely not. I mean, I, I, absolutely not. It's just a matter of how much are you willing to give up for a cat that, that wants to come in and get paid again. What's up, Felipe? All the way from France. He says, hi, Sky. I'm writing these few words from France. After that last game, cuts will be easy to do. Yeah, here's the thing. Cuts are going to be tricky, and we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that later. Uh, Brian Bradford, Anthony Burnt Brown is up week one. Oh, boy. I was at practice with Law Nation. Let me let me let me bring y'all back here real quick before I go. I was at practice with with Law and I think it was Boss, and we're just sitting here watching Anthony Brown. And all I keep thinking when when Malik Turner is making plays and things like that is this cat's going to have to go up against Mike Evans, Antonio Brown, and Chris Godwin. Whew. That's going to be rough. That's going to be a rough week one. I mean, the front seven is going to have to get home. Or I, if I see Anthony Brown on an island with, with Mike Evans, I don't care. I truly don't care how tight the coverage is. I've seen Anthony Brown have tight coverage and not make a play. So I'm just going to throw it up all day and tomorrow. All right, let's get back into it. Let's get back into it. Todd on Facebook says, I'm ready to see the starters play. James says, do you think we should sign a backup quarterback? Sure, but I mean, it's... That ship has sailed. The backup quarterback to get quarterback to get was Minshew. Was Minshew. Dom says y'all want scrubs so bad. Which scrubs do the Cowboys do, do the Cowboys fans want? Gilmore? Or is it yeah, Gilmore? Is he a scrub? I would consider Gilmore a scrub, man. COVID list. We could see some of the guys come back this week. But here's the caveat and how and why this plays into the game 
and why this plays into the roster. The folks on the COVID list don't count to the 53-man roster. That's going to make that's going to play a factor tomorrow, guys. It's going to play a factor. Dom says Nick Mullins. Hey, I mean Nick Mullins at this point. What? I mean, he may be better than the other guys, but uh, that much better? No, I think Minshew's that much better. So, Mike McCarthy after the game came out and said that he expects everyone who was on the the Cowboys COVID-19 list to be back in the building by Thursday. That means CD Lamb, Connor Williams, DeMonte KZ, Carlos Watkins. We're all still in protocol. That's one, two, three, four players that technically, if still on the list by tomorrow, will not count against the 53-man roster. And I think that's something interesting to note because, and one of the reasons why I did not want to do a 53-man roster projection, way too many small details that are about to happen with this with this roster over the next 24 hours, 48 hours, uh, that will change. So whatever the 53-man is, we all know it's usually not the final. There's some moves that are, are going to be made. But this year, even more so, because you got already guys that are supposed to be on IR, Josh Ball, Gallimore, uh, and uh, Sean McKeon, are expected to hit IR the day after cuts. But what does that mean? That means they're going to make the initial 53-man roster, right? So you got technically three spots that you can open up. And then you have these COVID guys who, from what I what I heard, they don't count on the 53-man roster. So if they're still in protocol and you go down to cuts, technically the Cowboys, if I'm not mistaken, y'all, y'all can correct me, have to add four players and then cut them again maybe Wednesday or Thursday when these guys are back in the building. So it's going to be a strange roster juggling situation. And let me mute this real quick before some callers get in here. If you do want to get in here, 351-999-3787. Don't want everybody all calling. Here we go. So it's going to be interesting. It's going to be very, very interesting. What y'all talking about here in the chat? Jamie on says Patriots will release Hoyer probably again. I just, I got this feeling guys that they're rolling with their, whoever it is, Cooper Rusher or Gilbert, they're rolling with one of them. I, I don't, if they really wanted to bring someone else in, they would have brought someone else in. Uh, Brian says per Jerry Malik Hooker is making a team. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that was ever in doubt in my opinion, but Jerry Jones came out and emphatically said, yes, he's making the team period. So, I mean, that's, that's an easy one there. Uh, Dom says Gilmore equals Randy Connor Gallup and or possibly Cooper gone. Randy Connor. So you're saying if they bring in Gilmore the next year, I'm not really worried about next year. I don't think unless you're talking about trading Gallup now. I mean, you worry about that next year. If I can get if I can get Gilmore for nothing or for a very small price, I do it. Not worry about next year, next year, because I'm trying to win the Super Bowl this year. What's going on, Sheila? Of course, Ben DiNucci's not. Ben DiNucci's not making this team. I, I tell you that right now. Ben DiNucci's not making this team. <laughs> we'll, we'll get into that 53-man roster. He's not on it. Uh, Sully says, change my name. Oh, okay, <laughs> he figured it out. 
All right, let's get into this uh, call right quick before we get into the first question of today. Uh, 214, what it is, what it do? I'm good. How are you, sir? That's that's true. I don't think they'll do that, but I don't I don't disagree with you. I don't think anyone's gonna be you know, I think Gilbert won't go through waivers anyway. Neither will Cooper Rush. I think he had, they both have I think four seasons. I think. I'm almost positive. So they'll go, they don't have to deal with waivers. So yeah, that's, that's something that you could do. Uh, but I think the Cowboys, the depth on this team is not what everybody thinks. In my opinion, I think they can make these cuts and, and, and be fine and not have to worry about waivers. There may be one or two players you can get scary about, but one of those guys I'm thinking of, I'm not cutting anyway. So I don't know if they're going to have to do anything super tricky like that to get the people they want on this roster to put and put on IR. Um, and, and and like I said, we'll get into those details later. Oh my gosh, I'm sorry, you've been on mute this whole damn time. <laughs> oh, it's okay. Um, I just had one other question. I know you were a big fan of uh, Simi Sahoko, and I was too. And I'm just wondering if we try to get him on the practice squad. I I just don't think he's going to clear waivers just based off his physical profile. I mean, I know he didn't show a whole lot on the field. But, I mean, he's, what, 6'4", and he ran a 4'4"? I mean, a team will take a risk on that just because of that. Yeah, we talked about that last week. I, You'll hear my thoughts on that later. I, Simi hasn't he hadn't done enough, man. I mean, the only reason why you really would keep him on the roster at this point is draft pedigree. I think Malik yeah. Turner's been better. And, and, and if, it was, if it was a come down between the two, I would pick Malik. How old is Malik Turner? Been in the league since 2018, so I would imagine it's probably about 27, Yeah, he's not old. Yeah, I mean, it just sucks to lose a, a draft, a draft pick. pick yeah. But, you know, it is, it is what it is. It's part they of miss it. all the time. <laughs> that's part of it, man. All right, well, that's all I wanted to talk about today, Sky. I hope you have a great day. Thanks, great brother. Great rest of the show. Appreciate you calling. Have a good yeah. My bad, y'all. <laughs> Like, man, look at the rock. Look at the chat. Look at the chat. My bad. I have to make sure I mute these things, though, because some people might call in, say some crazy stuff. They got to get muted. But sometimes I forget to unmute. Unmute. Uh, Tariq says, I like Malik Turner. Yes, Simi hasn't impressed at all. He has not. He has not. All right, so my first question for you guys uh, for the show. Before we get into the actual 53-man roster, the Cowboys have, have taken measures, have taken... Uh, processes leading up to the final game and now the final game's over uh, to prepare for week one and, and to prepare for the 53-man roster cut now. So my question is, or not even question, but I can tell you guys, grade the Cowboys' preseason process, meaning how they handle the injured players, how they handle snaps for the starters, the backups, uh, how they handle the quarterback situation, everything. Grade, bring it all together, and grade the Cowboys' preseason 
process. I will read off you guys, and then I will give you my grade and, and why I have it at what it is. So from A to F, right, or F to A, whatever you want to do it, grade the Cowboys preseason process. Somebody talked about semi. Uh, oh, Trauma. Trauma says, Sky, Barry Church made the point that due to QB play, some of the our unknown receivers didn't, didn't get to show out. Yeah, we talked about that as well on this channel. It, it's hard to really come at semi and others because of who was throwing them the rock. But again, that's all you got. And guess who was making plays? Malik Turner. Guess who was not? Semi Fayoko. So it's, it's that's just the way it goes sometimes, you know? <laughs> William Jones, Simi's going to the Hall of Fame. He's already a full grown-up, which is unusual in the NFL. That's that's a, I don't know if that's trolling or <laughs> that's a bit much. Um, here we go. All right. It's a lot of C's. Miss Jackie. How you doing, Miss Jackie? Got a chance to meet Miss Jackie at practice this Saturday. That was awesome. Nice to meet you, Miss Jackie. Dom says 9 out of 10, so I'd imagine that's an A+. Miss Jackie, C, Mel, C, Jamie, and C+. Bo says, how do I feel about the center position? Backup-wise, I am concerned. Uh, Benjamin Robinson says, C+. Let's get you guys in there. Uh, Stevie McDamaga, C-. Q, Nicholson, C. Dom, A. Dylan, B. Kevin said, F. Scared of injuries, but not the team. But now the team will look rusty week one. Uh, C plus. Who are we wait, rating? Just got here. We're rating the Cowboys preseason process. How would you grade the Cowboys preseason process? How they handle the injuries. How they handle uh, snap counts. How they handle the quarterback situation. Coaching. All of that. Just how did they handle this preseason? Because it's a, it's a hot button topic right now. It's a hot button topic. B minus MD Andrews says, seems like they've made a lot of progress from last season, but I'm not sure they made enough. Sheila C, B minus because the backup QB C. So I'm with a lot of you guys. I'm with a lot of you guys. I'm at, I'm at a C. And I think mostly it's it's due to, and what I'll give them a C plus. I'll give them a C plus. And the plus is how they handled the, the coaching situation. With the COVID. I thought they did that uh, pretty damn well. So if you guys didn't know, Doug Nussmeyer, Doug Nussmeyer called the offensive plays on Saturday. And no, nothing's wrong with Kellen. Kellen's fine. And with Dan Quinn still being out, Joe Witt Jr. continued to call the defensive plays. And some people will say, well, why the hell did they do that? Well, Joe Witt didn't have a choice. But I think it was good foresight to say, hey, wait a minute. If one of our coaches got COVID and we're, we're, we're seeing it happen to us, this isn't happening to another team, it's happening to us, maybe we should prepare just in case our offensive coordinator gets COVID and we can have Doug call the plays. Or, and Mike McCarthy, I think he helped call the plays as well, which he doesn't need you know, too much help. But, again, in case Mike's out, in case Kellen's out, somebody has to be able to step in and do it. So getting him that, getting Doug that experience I thought was pretty good. I thought I'll give them a, a you know, a point for that. What I'm not going to give them a, a points for is you knew Ben DiNucci wasn't making this team. You probably could see that after the Arizona game. You damn sure could see it after the Houston game. But nonetheless, you kept giving Ben DiNucci all these reps. Valuable reps, in my opinion, 
for a Cooper Rush or a, uh, a Garrett Gilbert. So I got to dock you for that, Mike McCarthy, because and, and if it's because, you know, Danucci's your guy, that's even worse. There's no chance in hell he should have been playing two full second halves back to back when you have a legitimate quarterback battle and you only got to see eight passes in the first, no, three passes in the dress rehearsal game from Gil, or not Gilbert, yeah, Gilbert, and then eight passes from Cooper Rush in the final game, which you saw Jacksonville play some of their starters. So for me, this would have been a clear cut. Gilbert or Gilbert or Cooper, you get the first half. Gilbert or Cooper, you get the second half. Maybe throw Danucci in in the last two possessions, and let's battle it out. It's clear that to me, none of them are my quarterback too. But it's clear one of them are the Cowboys' quarterback too. So give it a real go about it. I thought they handled that poorly. I thought they handled that poorly. Um, I did like how they handled Dak. Believe that or not. I did that. I did like that because my whole thing about Dak had nothing to do with preseason. I didn't care, care about preseason. It was like, man, when is he going to get back into practice? And I think they got him back in at the right time. He got some work last week. He'll get some work this week. And then he'll get some work next week as well leading up to Tampa. So I think that's about two and a half to three weeks worth of team work. And I can live with that. They gave him adequate rest. And he looks fine. If I had a show that next day from Saturday, I would have came over here and told y'all I'm not worried about. Not that I ever was in the sense of injury-wise, but seeing Dak throw y'all in team, I'm not worried about him mentally. I'm not worried about his arm. None of that stuff. He's going to have rust. He's going to have, that's just natural, right? He's going to have natural rust. The only thing Dak needs to do now is get hit. So he needs to get hit. All right, Dom said, if you haven't done it, I'm not doing it for you. Uh, Felipe says, should have kept Rush on the first half and Gilbert in the second. That's how I feel, Felipe. Uh, Danucci, because of the head coach, stole viable reps. That's exactly how I feel. That's how I feel. Bo Jelk says, Burton needs to be cut. He got picked on. He'll he'll be cut. Maybe practice squad. Uh, Dallas Dog, get Danucci somebody. Uh, fave CFL team. Danucci probably will kill in CFL. He, he, he comes off to me as a CFL guy. Easy. Dallas Dog does not have confidence in McCarthy. Joseph says, Skywalker, can we talk about our corners? I'm beyond nervous of how they will handle and cover the passing game. Diggs is our only guy. I believe our passing defense will struggle. Could we see a trade? Joseph on Facebook, I, the cornerback position has always been a, the DB position in general, but the cornerback position is probably the weakest link on the defense. I don't even know if it's close. Uh, I do like the safety talent. The front seven took a hit with Neville Gallimore going down. So the interior is lacking some depth, but I do like the talent there as well. The corners though. Yeah. A little nervous about that one. A little nervous about that one. I don't know that we'll see a trade though. uh, Joseph, to be honest with you, Uh, let's get nine one nine. I think this is Rico Rico. You in the building. Yes, sir. What's going on, Rico? And I promise y'all, I'll get him unmuted. Can you hear me? I yep, we got you. Okay, you know, Scott, me and you think a lot alike. 
I agree with a lot of stuff you said this morning. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I give Dallas, a, I'm going to give him a B minus. Okay. Why, why you give him a B minus? Because I think Mike McCarthy and his coaching staff in front of us know that there's certain players on this team that we have to keep healthy. Because that go down, the ship is, 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 is sinking. It's, it's over with. They know they don't have a backup. So I would keep an eye on Thursday. And they might we try to hope that a veteran that'll fall, get cut, and they can bring him in for for the cheap, you know, backup. I do believe they're still looking at a backup, but they wait for cut, and I will wait for cuts too until the. Talk about for for a quarter um, a backup quarterback. Yeah, yeah, for a backup. Yeah, I wait to cut because somebody go. You got two. You got too many teams right here. You got three or four quarterbacks that are better than what we got. So just wait to the trash being another man trash is another man treasure. So. Just yeah. wait to cut that. Cut down that. I do believe we're gonna grab one. Only and, reason why and hope and bring in. Only reason why I'm skeptical, skeptical on that, Rico, is because the quarterback position you need that you need them to get in sync with the the players, right, and get them caught up with the playbook. So I'm like, if you really wanted to get real competition in here, I think you would have won out and got that person. Um, or you're saying start the season with a backup that doesn't know the offense at all. That that worries me a little bit. Yeah, I, I agree with you. But I think what we all thought, and I think the coach staff thought that Gilbert, because what we saw him in last year in that Pittsburgh game, that if we gave him a whole preseason, that he would pick up where he left off. Mm-hmm. And he showed flashes. Yeah, nah, he showed flashes. Y'all, here y'all, y'all know, not consistent. But you know me, Rico. I came in. I came into the very first episode talking about I, don't, I ain't believing Gilbert. I ain't believing it. He got to show me, and he didn't show me a damn thing this this preseason. My opinion. And you're right, you're right, you're right. But I mean, the thing about it is that they know, like I said, they were hoping that. That's what they were hoping. They were investing in their own investment first. Yeah. Now, you got to you got to wait to cut down there and hope that you get one. Hope that Dak stay up six, seven, eight weeks, and then give that back that that veteran to come in time to catch up. That that's just how you got to play it. You know, like I said, this team has lacked depth in certain areas. They have. Better, uh, you know, in some areas they have got better at it, but the key, the key to this team is you're gonna fall on the offensive line staying healthy and Dak staying healthy. Yeah. If the offensive line stay healthy and Dak stay healthy, we are gonna have a pretty solid season. Well, if that, if that go down and that old line stop getting banged up again, we are gonna struggle. It's just that simple. I mean, right. it's, it's written all over the wall. You're right. Can't argue with that, Rico. Appreciate you calling in, brother. All right, same to you, man. Have a good day, brother. Cannot same argue too. with that. I mean, and, and let's talk about the offensive line keeping them healthy situation. Guess who's hurt again? Go ahead. Lyle Collins. <laughs> and we're supposed to sit here and believe as fans, right? Everything's okay. I don't understand how everything can be okay when a guy misses practice because of a neck arm situation one week then the very next week when he comes back he has to leave practice i was nervous as hell at that practice by the way like whoa where's where's lyle he has to leave practice because he's dealing with stinger issues in his neck arm shoulder area all right okay lyle okay cowboys you know keep 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 telling me that everything is keep pissing on me and telling me it's rain that's basically what you're doing so, 
And I saw in here somebody brought up Tide and Seki. We're about to get into the roster right now. We're going to get into the ro- into the roster right now. And like I said, we're not going to predict the 53-man roster. We're going to talk out how do we get to where we want to get to. Because it's going to be very interesting. Dom says, that stinger is scary. Yeah. Yeah. You, those aren't things you just... Didn't we see Tyron Smith deal with stingers forever in his career? And he missed what? How many? About two to three games a year. But until last year. It would not shock me. If Lyle Collins is out a few games because of the stinger. He's already been injured a ton in his career in Dallas, believe it or not. Same thing. That guy says, remember when they said LVE simply had a stinger? Yep. Yeah, man. Yeah. All right. So let's dive into the actual roster evaluation situation, right? Uh, The question is, who is your surprise cut or addition? You don't necessarily have to answer that at this second because we're going to go. We're going to break down the offensive roster and then we're going to break down the defensive roster. And we're going to do that. Going to sound like I'm coming back from commercial break after this commercial break. Now we're not doing a commercial, but we're going to do that after this call from 585. I think this is Rick. What's going on, Rick? Hey, what's up, Scott? How you doing, man? I'm good, brother. How are you? I'm cool. I'm cool. Uh, my whole thing is this, man. Steven and Jerry and uh, uh, this organization got to quit being cheap, man. You know what I mean? It's like you keep freeing up money, bring the pieces in that you think that you're going to need down the line because this is a, long, a longer season. Mm. And a lot of people going, uh, have get banged up, have a couple injuries here and there, and uh, like – that, like the secondary, it looked suspect yesterday. I know a lot of people well, are talking about that's, that's our, you know what I mean, that's our uh, backups and all that. But you're only as strong as your backups on your team because you're going to need them sometime down the, down the line in the season. You know what I mean? And I know we got a lot of rookies, so it's going to be a lot of learning curves and stuff like that. I get that. I'm yeah, cool Rick, with all that. I think the secondary questions actually start at the top, not necessarily with the backups because rookies are rookies. Nashawn Wright and Kelvin Joseph are rookies. They're they're going to struggle, period. Even if they get thrown into the fire, that's going to happen, right? But since you're not throwing them into the fire, now let me evaluate the guys that are going to be out there. Diggs, I'm good with. Anthony Brown, no. Jordan Lewis, I I don't know that anyone is is entirely comfortable with saying Jordan Lewis is is just a great player, you know. So I'm a little skeptical on what's going on with J. Lou. And then Kennedy, who is the guy that I think should probably be your cornerback two or three, it's not even mm-hmm. your cornerback two or three. So I'm skeptical at the top more so less than the depth because the depth is relied on, upon with rookies and the special teamer. Um, so if, if our top guys get burnt, <sighs> in trouble. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. And, and my my whole thing is um I'm I'm more I'm more big of a skeptic about the running game and the run the, uh, the running game calls, like as uh, far as uh, what's the play calling, you know what I mean? I'm I'm more on that because far since I've been watching Kellen Moore, he he he's pretty good at calling up good pass plays, but run play run, run plays, he's not that good at that to me. Um, and my thing is like this: we worried about Dak Arm and uh, how Dak's feeling. I remember, uh, I remember when Zeke was gone because he was holding out. 
we had to lean on Dak more. And then at the same time, too, when Zeke got caught up in that mess, we had to lean on Dak more. You know what I mean? So it's like, when when is we gonna say we gonna lean on Zeke again? You know what I mean? Because well, my whole thing is like listening. this: you get rested out. You've been listening to McCarthy. He said he wants to be a, a run-dominant team. He doesn't want to be, you know, 60-40 run, but he wants to be able to dominate on the ground. Uh, he talked about two-back systems. He talked about, you know, u- utilizing both Zeke and Tony Pollard. So he's talking the talk, mm-hmm. right? Like he's saying all the right things, but we have to see it um, during the yeah. season. So, he, I mean, he's saying the right things, Rick, but I, I can't yeah. sit here and believe it until we see it. And that Rico Dado injury, oh, my God, that was a big – that's a big injury because them two – them other two dudes, I'm like, who are you juking, man? Yeah. Well, why, why, are you, why are you trying to juke so damn much, man? Like, just run the ball. Yeah, the running back three is not on this team unless you include the fullback, which we'll – again, we'll get to that here in a second. But uh, I, I think the Rico Dado injury is is more of a, a blow to, to Rico more than it is to the running back depth because you got to understand, really, for real, for real, running back depth is your top two guys. You're hardly ever going yeah. to use your third guy unless you're a complete running back by committee team, and it, you don't really see too much of that anymore. It's usually a two-back situation. Um, so, you know, I don't think it's a blow to to the running back position in regards to the top. I think it's just a blow to the RB3 position, which you're not really leaning yeah. on RB3. Uh, but but it sucks for Rico to me. Definitely, definitely. But, all right, man, that's, that's about all I had to say today, man. All right, man. Uh, I'm, I'm going to sit back and listen to the show. Yes, sir. All appreciate right. you calling as always, brother. All right. Peace. I'll go. All right, man. Before we get into this, guys, who is your surprise cut or addition? Phone lines 351-999-3787. Check out a com. Now it's a com. You can click on the Kansas City realm if you want to go there. Dallas, obviously us. And then there's also the Tennessee Titans, Nashville, A to Z Sports Nashville. So we are growing. The company is growing big time. And here in Dallas is the first year. And I think it's already off to a roaring start. Great uh, writers over there on A to Z Sports.com. I'm not this great writer, but you'll be seeing my articles there as well. So uh, I'll try to make sure I have those shared. Um, not just mine, but everyone that's involved in A to Z Sports.com. The Dallas side of things, I'll make sure I have those shared in the description for you guys. So let's go ahead and get to this. Let's break down this roster because it's very interesting, y'all. It's very interesting. Very, very interesting. Right off the top, Ben DiNucci, your starting quarterback. Saying, "No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Don't do that to y'all." All right, we're going to take a look at this offensive roster, and you might be saying, "Well, why is it, you know, a lot of these guys highlighted in yellow?" That's because these are the more prominent players, in my opinion, guys that somehow, some way, will have a say in making this team. Maybe not the initial 53. Maybe not. IR maybe not you know there's some some way some shape or form they'll probably be on the team or be involved in getting another guy on this team. I think quarterback easy. Easy one, two, three. You're going with Dak Prescott or Garrett Gilbert Cooper Rush. One of the two of those backups. I, I don't think 
there's any surprises there, unfortunately, correct? I mean, I think we can all agree here, Dak, and then one of the backups. Ben DiNucci, we were looking at probably practice squad. I know you may not want to hear that, but that is just the case. That is just the case. Yeah, Miss Jackie, we're going to get to those tight ends about Sprinkle. We'll get to those tight ends. Running backs, Ezekiel Elliott, Tony Pollard, to me, are your top two guys, and I think that's where it stops. Jaquan Hardy, Brendan Knox, we talked about it on Friday. They have to show me something, right? Like, show me state. They have to show me something. They did not show me enough to say, hey, got to keep three running backs. The interesting one comes in Nick Ralston. That becomes the interesting situation there. And I think they will find a way to get Nick Ralston on this team. He's one of those guys, if you got a list right now, right, put Make a list and state cut slash IR type guys. Meaning, if somebody gets cut or put on IR, they could come back to this team. Nick Ross is one of those guys. He may get cut, but I think he's going to be back on this team somehow. I don't think he's going to get picked up in waivers. Trauma says, I feel good about Ross and making uh, as third. Yeah, that's, that's kind of where I'm at as well. But initially, I don't see him making it. Wide receivers, I think this is this is real easy. I, I, I know I'm not really holding on to the semi-dream at this moment, but you got Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup, Noah Brown, Cedric Wilson. I think they go five. Now, let me ask a question within this block. Cowboys Nation, do the Cowboys or should the Cowboys carry five or six wide receivers? I'm going to ask, not should they. What do you think they'll do? Carry five or six wide receivers? And I'm gonna tell, and based off this answer, I'm gonna tell you if you're right or wrong. Five or six wide receivers. And a couple people, six, six, mucho. Oh, y'all, everybody's saying six. Okay. Okay. Hey, hey, uh, Mr. Williams, this is just the offensive side. Wow, I, I'm shocked you guys are all saying six. So. Todd over on Facebook says five. Here's the thing, guys. Since 2013, the Cowboys have only carried six wide receivers one time. Sometimes you do got to go look at history and see if it will repeat itself. And that one time was in 2017. Now, every year is different, right? But Let's be real. We're talking about Simi Fehoko and we're talking about Malik Turner, right? That's who we're talking about. The only way, your only reason you're carrying six wide receivers initially is because you don't think Simi Fehoko will make it through waivers. You'd be a little nervous that you won't get him back and you believe that he could be a few, the future. That's it. Because he did not do enough to be a part of this 53-man roster, in my opinion. Did not do enough. Now it becomes a matter of, do you carry Semi out of fear of losing him over one of the safeties? Over one of the, I don't say corners, you're going to go big at corner. Over one of the offensive linemen or defensive linemen, right? Or linebacker. Does Semi carry more weight than another position? Because that's where you're going to have to make the battle at. A guy like Malik Turner, I think, can cut Malik 
and possibly get him through waivers and bring him back. Maybe not the case for Semi because of the intrigue, because he's a rookie. Malik has enough tape in the league and, and that people aren't probably going to clamor for him, although Dallas did, right? Like, Dallas picked him up off of waivers some odd years ago. So, let's see what you guys are saying. Uh, Malik over Semi, I mean, that that's just real. Mucho says, good point, Sky. We'll take another tackle over the sixth receiver. Yes, Dom, I remember the wide receiver by committee. Boy, that was rough. So, Cowboys Nation, that's what you're going to have to ask yourself. Do do I succumb to the fear of losing Semi Fehoko in waivers and say, you know what? I'll go short. I'll, I'll cut Mukwamu to keep Semi. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. So, me, if I had to pick right now, I'm going five, and I'm cutting Semi. And I'll tell you why later. I'll tell you why later. All right, so go to the tight ends. Blake Jarwin, Dalton Schultz, Jeremy Sprinkle, Sean McKeon. Have all those guys highlighted. That doesn't necessarily mean all those guys are going to make the 53-man roster and stick around type of thing, right? That What that means to me is, Jeremy Sprinkle may not make this team initially. And I don't believe Jeremy Sprinkle. I believe I'm sorry. I believe Jeremy Sprinkle has four cured years. Professor O, uh, Stevie Mac, Sosa, somebody in there. Can you let me know if Jeremy Sprinkle's been in this league for four years at the very least? I believe so. So with that said, if Sprinkle is in this league for four years, you can give him the old wink, wink. Hey, hey, come here, Jeremy. We are going to cut you, but we're going to bring you back because Sean McKeon is going to be put on IR. That has been reported already. So you can you can already pencil in Sean McKeon onto the roster initially. But he's going to be one of the three spots that will open up right away. So I think Sprinkle will replace Sean McKeon in a row with Blake Jarwin, Dalton Schultz, Jeremy Sprinkle at tight end. No, 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 no. Dom says Sprinkle's, oh, no. He's a, he's like 27. Year five. Okay, so so that makes it better. Like, like Sprinkle won't go through waivers. So you go to Sprinkle, you say, hey, we're going to cut you, but we're going to bring you back the next day. We're going to bring you back the next day. Um. See what you guys have to say about that one. Mark Mark says, I don't think Sprinkle makes it. Right. He won't make it initially because I think they're more worried about Sean McKeon getting picked up. Sean has put out impressive tape. He's he's performed against you know the Rams are out there. And guess who likes those kind of tight ends? Sean McVay. Um, so I think that McKeon could get poached from somebody's uh or from the waiver wire. So I don't think they want to risk it. So they're gonna put him on a roster initially, IR him, which means he'll probably be subject to come back because it was just a rolled ankle and sprinkle will get the nod the first you know quarter of the season first quarter of the season yes sprinkle is a blocking tight end he's you're what you that's usually what tight end threes will be so i think he'll i think he'll make it i think he'll make it and i and i'm with you dom there's something about mckeon that I like. So, you know, I want to I want to keep him around and, and see if McKean can kind of smooth in and take over for Schultz next year because I don't know if I'm shelling out tight end money for Dalton Schultz. 
All right, now let's get into the final part of the offensive side of the ball, and then we'll get into these phone lines before we attack the defensive side of the ball. So I have a lot of offensive linemen highlighted here. But there could be a chance that not all of them make this team. You obviously have your starters. Tyron Smith, Zach Martin, Lyle Collins, Tyler Biotish, Connor Williams. And then Connor McGovern, I think, are the absolute obviously locks. Those are your top six offensive linemen on this team. Top six offensive linemen. Then it gets interesting because we heard, once again, who's the other guy that's going to go on IR after the first day of roster cuts? Josh Ball. So you have to include Josh Ball initially. And it gets funny. You know who didn't play in the final preseason game? Ty Nsecki. So Ty Nsecki's making his team. I have I have my reservations after seeing the first game and then the practices and then in the second game. You know, I've had my reservations. I thought Ty could be the guy, but it looks like age is caught up to the guy. So to me, I think we've downgraded. The Cowboys have downgraded at, at the swing tackle position. But the Cowboys also like Ty Nsecki. So he's going to be on the team. Terrence Steele, my third cousin. He's still my third cousin. He ain't moved up yet. Has a sponsor in this league. Boy, I mean, I mean did y'all see Terrence Steele against the Jacksonville Jack? I mean, just period. But did you see him? I'm really trying to figure out why. You know? I get that offensive linemen are scarce. I'm not asking Terrence Steele to be fully developed right now. But are the Cowboys really scared to cut him and just put him on the practice squad? Don't think Terrence Stills is still ready. He's he's. I'm not an offensive line guru. I would love to bring in Big Duke uh, back in here to talk offensive linemen. I like to watch the film. I've fallen in love with watching offensive line film and defensive line film. It's just it's gritty in there. But man, he's too high. He doesn't have much of a base, and is he's not. He put on some strength apparently, but I don't see it translate. And offensive line guys out there, I think it may not be translating because he's not getting low enough in his base and his sets. So no matter how strong you are up here, it starts with your base. And he just continues to get bullied and pushed back. So, you know, Terrence still looks about like he's going to make this team. And then Brandon Knight. I think I would cut one of Titan Seki, Brandon Knight, or Terrence Steele. For Matt, now how do I say this? Fornyak? Am I saying that high? Fornyak? And yesterday I got asked this question. How you feel about Matt Fornyak? I'm probably butchering his name. I apologize. I said, eh, I gave him one of the Larry David. I gave him one of these. Eh, no, I hope he makes the practice squad to continue to develop because we don't have much center depth. And as soon as I say that in my head, I'm like, well... There you go. That's why I want to put them on this team. The Cowboys lack depth at center. Connor Williams is not the answer. But I think they're going to go into this season with Connor Williams as their swing guard center. And I think it's a mistake. Farnock. Somebody saying Farnock? Farniak. Farniak. Thank you. Farniak. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. So Farniak, I think by virtue of default, should make the team as a backup center because the Cowboys don't have a real backup center. So I would cut one of Steele, 
Brandon Knight or Ty Naseki. If I had to pick, man, that's tough. They are rough. Probably tied in Seki because Brandon Knight does have the versatility to play guard and tackle. He has the versatility. Uh, Stephen Mack says, Farniak was much better at center yesterday than playing guard. Yeah, I like him at center as well uh, from what I've seen yesterday. And I'm going to go back and watch more of it. It's not too many players to watch. Most of them are on defense, and we'll get to that here in a second. So. That's where I'm at with it, guys. Let's get into the phone lines. Before I do that, man, shout out to everyone in the chat. If you can, please uh, like the, the stream, like the show. That's on Facebook and that's on YouTube as well. It helps both social media aspects, getting the, the show and the brand out there. And if you aren't subscribed to the channel on YouTube, come on in, man. Come on in. We'll be here every Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. Central. And then on Prime Times with Mauricio, a.k.a. Morad, 8 p.m. Central, Monday through Friday. All right, let's hop back in to the phone lines. We got 407. What it is, what it do? Hey, this is BC Atomic Dog, my brother. How you doing? What's going on, Atomic Dog? It's been a long time. Man, I'm telling you, hey, hey, look, you helped fulfill this prophecy. I told you when I first told you that you were going to ascend above them all. You were going to rise, my brother, and that's exactly what you were doing. Thank it you, is so good to see a young black man out there with, uh, let's see, a, a thought in his brain and some grammar, and not always trying to shuck and jive just for entertainment. Mm. You know your sports, and Thank I you, love sir. it. Thank you, sir. I absolutely love it. Now, let's talk, let's talk Dallas Cowboys. Okay, you just started talking about Forniak. Mm. Um, I'm right with you. You got to cut steel. Okay, you or, or what? Either him or Brandon Knight. You got to let him go and bring them back later because you cannot. I repeat, you cannot let Pontiac go. The way he played yesterday, he is too good to leave out there. So ain't nobody coming for steel. Ain't nobody thinking about Brandon Knight. Put them out there to hang to, to drive, if you will, and let Pontiac do his thing. Now, as far as the next guy is concerned, uh, Ralston. You keep talking about um, the tight ends. You got two already. Mm. You already know who your top two tight ends are. And uh, anybody after that, I'm not trying to sprinkle nothing in here. Are you crazy? No. <laughs> no. He, he, he can take his check that he's already got from us and, and keep on going. You ain't trying to sprinkle no little mama, mama's cooking on that. No, no, no sprinkle. Mm-mm, no, my brother. No, look, look. I like my cones vanilla. Don't put no sprinkles up there. I'm with you. I don't like sprinkles either, bro. but and I'm telling you, and he's got to go. And Nick Ralston, my man, can block. My man's got hustle. He reminds me of uh, Moose. I, 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 I'm going back to Newhouse. Okay, oh, I'm going okay. back to Robert oh, wow. Newhouse. You're going back but to this. even okay. if you want to talk, even if you want to talk about Moose Johnson, he is a is a is that kind of back. Okay, he is the kind of back that can actually run a route and can hit the hole, wants to put his head in there and clear the way for Zeke or whoever is going to be running behind him. Mm. And he can play special teams. So if you think about it, it would be a travesty to bring a third person in here for what? So he could block? Well, oh, well, 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 here's the thing. Here's the thing, Atomic Dog. Like, you have to have three tight ends. Like, that's just You just have to. But there's also a way to get – it's a way to get – it's a way to get – it's a way to get Ralston, Ralston on the play. team. He'll get. There's a way to do yeah, it. Yeah, R- Ralston. played again tight end and played fullback, so he can do both. 
and my whole thing <laughs> is the third tight end has to block. You know what I mean? That's yeah. what the third tight end is really about. If you want to threaten me with running a route or even running the ball at times, then fine. But you, you and I both know that third tight end ain't gonna be called on to do much more than maybe block or get a first down. Mm. I believe Ralston can be good out the backfield and off the line as well. Now, my last topic I want to talk about is Jalen Smith. Y'all need to stop talking about Jalen Smith like he's canceled. Look, the man turned around and did his thing well, okay? He did it well enough to get his check, okay, to get his payday. However, last year he had a horrible wannabe defensive coach. I'm sorry, uh, did I say defensive coach? Uh, I, I, I meant to say defensive roach. Look, because he needed to be stomped. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. Nolan ain't never had a top 10 defense. And he was out there, and he made too many players look bad, including Jalen Smith. However, now Jalen is ready to grind and shine, my brother. Grind and shine. So, hey, I just wanted to throw that out to you. And, again, say you're doing your thing, man. You're doing your thing. Thank you, brother. I appreciate that. I really do. And and I'll let the Jalen – I'm going to leave it at that. Those are good words for Jalen Smith. My mama said, if you ain't got nothing nice to say, don't say nothing at all. Hey, man, I, I understand. Oh, I by the way, Dallas is a, a, a backup quarterback is not on this team. Should I'm be. sorry. Shouldn't be. I know, I know you may be, may be vibing with Gilbert or maybe want, want, want to get the, uh, the, the, the backup quarterback right now is Cedric Wilson. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Okay. I mean, and that's, and that's including Danucci as well. The so I, I, think, I think Dallas is going to have – a top 10 defense, for real. Everybody, I mean, I love the fact that, for once, this man is like a, a chess master, DQ, Mr. Dairy Queen. He, he, you know, he, he's got his thing set up. He's got his packages ready. Everybody is going to help, you know, get, get this, this this team to the next I, level. I'll tell you what, Atomic, I, I think the, the slept-on part of the defense coaching-wise is, is no longer Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn is no longer slept on. I think we all agree that Dan Quinn is going to be a net positive just by his presence. But Joe Witt Jr., I, I really love that addition. I did. A, I focused on him. Maybe I'll, I'll put it in, a, in the community. I did a, a video on him months back when he got hired. I really advise you guys to go check that out. He's had success defensively as a secondaries coach, and now that he's getting his shot a little bit at calling the plays, I think you're seeing Joe Witt possibly being a potential defensive uh, coordinator in his future. So I'm excited to see those two guys work together. Appreciate you, though, Tommy. I agree with that. Hey, man. Have a good one, man. Thank you, man. Appreciate those kind words. Um, I had to really hold – I really had to keep my mouth shut on this Jalen thing. And for y'all, y'all know why. For those that have been in here in the chat for the last few shows, my brother Matt from South Florida – Calls in and we get the Jalen talking, and I am done. Jalen Smith, please ball out. I pray and I hope he balls out. I think he'll be better. I think all the linebackers will be better because of the addition of the guys we have and things like that. But um, I'm not doing this Jalen thing no more. It's a wrap. All right, five one two. What it is? What it do? Five one two going once. Yeah. Hey, Sky. What's up, man? This is Dylan. This is Dylan from Austin. Uh, I, I like your point uh, here on the uh, the wide receivers, the six wide receiver. You know, in my mind, in my you know my head, I'm thinking we're going to keep 
Simi on the squad just because he's big and fast and has some potential. But, yeah. you know, I'm, look, I'm looking at this year as this isn't a rebuilding year. This is a year to go get it. So let's, you know, let's get the future guys off the roster and fill it in where we can. Um, so, uh, you know, I was thinking six wide receivers. I was too. But given that history given that history of, hey, we're keeping five guys um, and, and the depth that we're probably going to need on the defensive side of the ball, it just makes sense that, hey, you're not going to help us this year. You know, let's not waste a roster spot there. It's going to be intriguing. The backup. Right. It's going to be intriguing because I'm sorry. I wonder what will happen with these because there's going to be some open roster spots because of COVID. I wonder if they, they put Simi on there initially, then cut him later down the line, or they just roll with six wide receivers in general. I think it's going to be an interesting thing to follow here tomorrow. Right, right. And I'm thinking either Malik or, or Simi is going to make it down to the practice squad and we'll be able to bring him up if we need to. So I'm not going to have any heartburn over that. Um, you know, the, the backup quarterback situation, uh, to me, it's whatever. It's Dak or bust. So just throw whoever back there just because you have to have them on the roster. Um, and, you know, a little bit back to the cornerback discussion we were having earlier. Um, you know, Anthony Brown is our is our cornerback too. I mean, I think that's clearly the the weakest point on the roster. But given the overall improvement, not only with the scheme wise, um, you know, but going back to last year, you know, given our safeties, you know, Trayvon getting better, uh, our, our cornerback too was bad all year last year, all year long. So I think you know Anthony Brown might bring a little bit more consistency, might make us a player too. Teams are clearly wow. going to attack him, but. Yeah, I, I'm thinking. I'm thinking it would have been better to keep, you know, Cheeto. I'd feel much better with Cheeto and, oh, and Traylon out there, but, but oh, uh, it is what it is. I think. You mean you feel yeah. better with Cheeto than Anthony Brown out there, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh. And Anthony Brown out there. You know, he didn't get paid too much by the Bengals, and we ended up paying Brown and, and Lewis a, you know, a decent little sum. So I, I was, think there was other options, and I don't want to go all the way back to free agency, but I was ready to blow up the right. whole secondary aside from Trevon Diggs. Um, yeah. there were there were options. There were options, good options, really good options. But right. um, Dallas elected to bring and, back their guys, which seems to be the and I, I think they did address it. You know, with 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 uh, you know, boss man. I hopefully hopefully he'll develop into a player in the next couple of years. Um, can't expect him to go in there and and you know, <laughs> and compete with these these high level receivers out there. But my biggest concern on the time on, on the team continues to be the O line, especially with Lyle right now. We're talking about these depth O linemen. You know, if you have to plug in Inseki or Steele at right tackle game one, I mean that that hurts the outlook of this yeah. team. Those guys can't stop. Those guys can't stop anything. They might as well be a turn turnstile to get into the pray, stadium. So pray like heck none of those dudes have to play week one. But but here, here's my thing about the the uh, injury situation. I talked about it last week. If multiple guys go down on the line, I am in panic mode. If it's if it's a game or two, you can game plan to help those guys right. as long as the other right. top guys are still available. Uh, but if they're out for a, an extended period of time, you don't want to have to go into five, six, seven weeks worth of game planning. Like, oh, we got to make sure we have a tight end chip every time or we have to you know, move our line to, to help steal or to help Knight. We, we don't want to have to do that for an extended period of time. But a game or two, I can deal with right. Yeah, the O-line can definitely go from one of our biggest strengths to our biggest weaknesses weakness. real fast. Um, you know, and and the and you were asking about the, the preseason grades earlier. I gave it a B. You know, I like the way they managed all the personnel. I like I like they made sure Dak is going to be right. Um, you know, we came out of this 
preseason fairly clean injury-wise, so I, I give him credit for that. Um, but this O-line, to me, seems mismanaged. Like, we hadn't even thought about the backup center until we tried to throw Connor Williams that's over an, there. That's another you know? reason why you got to dock them in the grading system, right? Like, you tried yeah. this Connor Williams thing in the middle of camp? That's poor evaluation, but, yeah, I'm with you. Right. Right, and, and McGovern played that position in college, and it seems like Williams – I'd feel much better if Williams was getting our swing tackle snaps and if a tackle went down, we'll, we throw Williams out there and put and put McGovern at guard. But, you know, um, anyway, I'll, I'll go ahead and hang up and, and let you go. Those are just Thank some you, of my thoughts. Um, uh, appreciate the time and a uh, great show. Thank you, sir. I, I appreciate you calling in. Let's get 972 real quick, and then we'll move over to the defensive side of the ball. So stick around, uh, Cowboys Nation. 972, what's up? Hey, what's up, man? It's Matt. How you doing today? Is this my guy, Matt, from South Florida? Hell no. Uh, <laughs> he, said, he said, hell no. Okay, I'm just making sure, you know, because I got to prepare myself because my guy, he gets he gets me going. He brings the debate sky out. So so I got to prepare myself for my guy, Matt. What's up, man? Listen, my mama also said you ain't got nothing nice to say. Don't say it at all. Okay. And my mama ain't here. Okay. I want every single Jalen Smith fan to go rinse your eyes out with soap, take a nap, you obviously some kind of stick, speak to a physician. I don't know what y'all talking about. Y'all out here talking crazy. Like he didn't suck in preseason games. Like what y'all seeing? I don't get anyway, that's defense we'll talk about it later. Uh oh, no. anything about Timmy Fahoko, I mean he's not even my number three that you didn't highlight. I would take Malik Turner over him. Mm-hmm. I would take Parker over him. He's just he's just not he's not that dude. He, yeah. we, we thought he was something. He ain't showing nothing. Yeah. He's a borderline factor squad player. I'm disappointed That's in, in Simi, man. I'm not gonna lie. I was excited for Simi's potential six four, right? Runs a four three something, big guy, big catch radius, can can play in a slot, can play outside, get down the field, be strong, all that stuff. And I just didn't see it this preseason. I do have to put a, a you know an asterisk that he was Ben DiNucci was throwing him the ball for the most part. But hey, that's just life, man. That's just life. He didn't he didn't make any plays, and he was dropping a lot of balls in practice too. So um, not going to lie and say I missed out on, on F- Simi Fajoko right now. I will say this: if you go back and watch the rating of the draft, I said year one impact. I believe it was one star. I, I didn't think Simi would make any impact yep. year one, but I didn't think he would be kind of a disappointment in camp. Well, all right, man. Well, I'm going to stay tuned for the defensive side of the ball. Yep. Because I feel like I'm going to come to roast some fools again. I appreciate you. <laughs> My man. Appreciate you too, dog. Uh, you said hell no. All right. Before we go over to the defense, let's get into this chat again real quick. Uh, My guy, Krupp, said he's late to the building, but I don't think the team believes McGovern knows the cause. Sorry about that. McGovern knows the cause. Well enough to be center, I don't. I honestly, I don't know. I, I I don't know what the situation is there. Maybe they just look at him as a strictly a guard. I know, man. I have to do some digging. Uh, D- David C says Williams stinks at center. And then there's some Jalen talk. Uh, LeBron says we could use Jalen at rushing linebacker. I don't suspect seeing him at middle linebacker. Ah, he's gonna be playing middle. He's gonna be playing middle more so in base. He'll get his snaps. I think he'll get like 30% of snaps. And hopefully he makes the most of them and he's not a liability. 
yeah, so the caller brought up Aaron Parker. DJ Dog says, Aaron Parker, I want that guy in the practice squad. He flashes preseason. I do, too. I think you get Aaron Parker, and if you get if you get Aaron Parker and you get Malik Turner on the practice squad, hell, and Semi, if you can get all three of those guys on the practice squad, I feel good moving forward. But I don't think you're going to get Simi on the practice squad if, if you cut him. So it's going to come down uh, to that. All right, so let's move over to the defensive side of the ball and talk about that and who we think may or may not make the roster and why or why not. Obviously, on the D-line, we'll start there. You got, the, my opinion, the mainstays, the guys like D-Law, Randy, Basham, Armstrong, Osa, Watkins, Brent, and Quentin Bohanna, Neville. Like, these guys are definitely making the team. You're probably like, Sky, why the hell did you go over Bradley and I? I, I would put Bradley and I on this team. I would. And like, no trickery, none of that crap. He's just on this team. I think he showed enough, in my opinion, to be on this team. He has a lot of traits. I'm not so confident they're going to try to do that. I don't know why. I just... I just Something in me feels like they're going to try to get tricky with Bradley and I, and I don't think they should. I think Bradley and I should be on this team. Um, Rondell Carter is very interesting. I think Rondell Carter is one of those guys that has uh, splashed a lot in preseason. And yesterday, he had that that play that results in a Israel McQuamo interception. But here's where it gets tricky. You're probably like, where's Golston and where's Tristan Hill? Go all the way down. If you got your phone, flip it sideways, squint your eyes, use your fingers to magnify that thing. It says right there, Hill and Golston on pup. What that means, uh-oh, Mike Flores, I don't like that. But what that means is since Hill and Golston started preseason, started training camp on the pup list, they don't count against your 53-man roster if you keep them on the pup list. So those are two positions that open up, which I think no-brainer you give to Justin Hamilton. He's had a phenomenal camp in preseason. To be honest with you, I feel good about the one-tech depth now, and that's a, a drastic difference at the start of this whole thing. We did a state-of-the-unit defensive tackle series. Not sure if it was during this brand or the previous brand. And I a little bit nervous. I was a little bit nervous. But Justin Hamilton has performed much better this year in, in camp and preseason. He's shown to be a bit of a load in that middle as some depth. So you give me Brent Urban, Quentin Bohanna, Justin Hamilton, I think I can live with that. Am I crazy, Cowboys Nation? I think I can live with that. Where it gets scary is at 3-Tech, Osa's been phenomenal. That's my guy. He's your starter day one because Neville Gallimore got hurt. But also, Carlos Watkins is still on COVID. Very good chance he comes off in the next, you know, 10 days. So, I think you'll get Carlos Watkins and Osa Digizua, but that's not enough depth at the 3-Tech position. So... If I'm going to do anything, people ask, hey, what are the Cowboys going to do with that money that that uh, Ezekiel Elliott used? I would go get a three-tech for depth. I would go – I'm not a big Geno guy, but Jarrell Casey's still out there. But Geno, you need somebody. You need more bodies that has the potential to be decent. 
Uh, you said you don't see Van Der Esch. Did I miss Van Der Esch? Oh, he's there. He says LVE. It says LVE. All right, let me see what you guys have to say. Matt says he's been better than Bo Hanna. He's been more consistent than Bo, but don't don't sleep. I think Bo is, is flashed a ton. Enough to say Bo is going to have a role on this team um, and for the future, possibly. I really love Bohanna's upside. I think his upside is higher. Uh, he's just younger. Hamilton's been around this league for a little bit now. Um, MD Andrew says they just need to go extra long at D-line until some guys get back. Where, though, right? Like, like, oh, my bad, y'all. But where? Like, Neville, IR. Hill and Ghoston, pupless. That's three guys gone. Like, I mean, they don't really have a there's not enough players to go super long in my opinion you you, you kind of just have to keep them <laughs> uh so i've seen somebody in here say that jeff posted cowboys may be trading bradley and I. I what the f- why i don't like that and jeff's plugged like Je- jeff is plugged I'm not, I'm not with none of that. Brian said, oh boy, Shannon and Skip just said Dallas is going to get killed by Tampa Bay opening night. Don't lose too many brain cells watching that show, B. Don't lose too many brain cells. So that's where we're at with the defensive line. Is there any real surprises there? If there is, maybe it's Rondell Carter making a team. I think he's earned it, but, but. If they have to sneak, like Neville Gallimore has to get on the team and then go to IR. That's your third and final IR guy, right? Like Neville Gallimore is going to be on the 53. Who are you cutting for him? Rondell Carter got picked up last year when he got cut. He's put out pretty good tape. Everybody's not going to get picked up, but I feel like if you cut Bradley and I and Rondell Carter, one of the two are getting picked up. That's how I'm feeling, Andrew. <laughs> Don't cut anybody. <laughs> I, you know, just roll with these guys. Just roll with these guys. All right, linebacker position, I think, is extremely easy. Michael Parsons, LVE, Keanu Neal, Jalen Smith, Jabril Cox. Francis is actually out with injury. Luke Gifford. I think Parsons, LVE, Neal, Smith, Cox, and Gifford are the six guys. Yes, they should carry six linebackers. They definitely should carry six and only six being completely honest if you look at the history same thing since 2013 they've always carried at least six or seven linebackers on this team and to be honest with you luke gifford has performed very well like i gotta give luke gifford a lot of props this this preseason in fact i think he led the cowboys in tackles yesterday and then second is the cowboys leading tackler tackler uh in the preseason jabril cox now, we're talking about making the 53. We're not necessarily talking about where we're going to put them, right? Starters, depth chart, playing time, all that. Y'all know how Skywalker feels. Jabril Cox should have some type of role on this defense. I don't care. where you Figure it out. He needs a role on this defense. Um, but Luke Gifford's good depth. He's going to play special teams. I've always liked Luke as depth. The problem is he's always hurt. That's the problem. MD Andrew says Kamara will make it for special teams. Now, remember, we talked about that Friday that Kamara, according to uh, Bob Sturm, 
he has Kamara as a lock because of special teams. Now, I think it'd be a, a drastic mistake to include Kamara over a Bradley Anai, over one of the DBs, because special, that would be a terrible mistake uh, to cut one of those guys. Or Rondell Carter. Like, I'm not cutting any of those guys for Kamara. Like, Kamara's not ready, guys. I was watching more of him. He is not, like, not even remotely close to being ready. You know, he flashed a little bit against Arizona, but when you really go back and watch him, man, he's still light in the butt, very little. All right, talking about that practice with Law. Man, Kamara's small. Like, like he's 6'4", I think, and you know, 235. He's lengthy, but he's small, and he gets gobbled up by tackles if he doesn't beat you with his initial speed. There's no counter yet. Very, uh, you know, not, not disciplined in his technique yet. I mean, he's young, and he's super raw. So I would not put him on this team over a couple other guys. That would scare me a little bit. That would scare me a little bit. Like, I can rely on Bradley and I if I need to. I cannot rely on, on Kamara. Not yet. Not yet. So, linebackers, easy, right? Thumbs up. LVE, uh, I want to say Sean Lee. Parsons, Neal, Jabril Cox, Jalen Smith, Luke Gifford. I think that's I think that's probably the easiest decisions you can make on the entire defense. Easy. All right, now here's where it gets tricky. And here's where the Cowboys may do something or I would do something unprecedented, and that's roll with a ridiculous amount of defensive backs. And when I say ridiculous, I think you're talking about 12 guys. You're talking about potentially 12 guys making this team based off of not only just kind of play, but their status with the squad. All right, let's roll down the list here. Trevin Diggs, Anthony Brown, Jordan Lewis, Maurice Kennedy, Kelvin Joseph, Nation Wright, CJ Goodwin, cornerbacks. Those are pretty much your guys at corner, right? CJ Goodwin's your special teams ace. Hasn't played a lick. Hasn't really much practiced much because he's been hurt. So I had got to thinking, could CJ Goodwin, and I should have reached out to him, could he be that guy that gets cut again and brought back like last year? Then I said, wait, wait, wait. CJ Goodwin was just signed to a two-year contract. There's no positive net positive in cutting CJ Goodwin unless you're saying I'm going to cut him because I want to keep another player because he's counting about 1.5 to 1.9 million on the cap I think this year if you cut him you don't save much money actually there's dead cap this year there's over a million if I'm not mistaken in dead cap so I, I think CJ might be safe if he didn't have that contract, he could be one of those wink, wink, hey, CJ, we'll cut you so we can sneak McQuamu on the roster, and then we'll bring you back when there's an IR guy. So you're talking seven corners. <laughs> I already see where you guys are going. <laughs> I already see where you're going in the chat, choking up the deuce to Thompson. So they're going to go long, I think, at corner. And then it gets real interesting at safety. Donovan Wilson, J. Ron Kirst, Monte KZ. Malik Cooker, Darian Thompson, Israel, Mukwamu. I think they keep them all. As crazy as it sounds, I think they're going to keep them all. Obviously, right? Donovan Wilson, boom, easy. J. Ron Kirst, 
easy. And he's on his team. I know he might not have been easy to start. People were like, well, no, he's played well. He's a special teams guy. He's their big nickel guy. J-Ron's on this team. Demonte KZ, boom, easy. Lee Cooker already said he's on this team. Here's where it gets interesting. Israel McQuamu, and I, I think I'm going to do a, a profile on him later. I think he's played his way onto this team. I'm not I'm not willing to give him up. I'm not willing to cut him. I think, again, he could be one of those semi guys where somebody's going to find him intriguing. So if you say, okay, you're worried about semi, but not Israel, why? Well, I'm not worried about the, the future of the wide receiver position. <laughs> like Allstate, we're in good hands. Different story at safety. Demonte KZ, one-year deal. J. Ron Curse, one-year deal. Malik Hooker, one-year deal. Darian Thompson. I'm a little bit worried about the, the future in this, of the safety position. So I'm not willing to get rid of a guy who I think has shown some versatility this preseason in camp. Yes, Izzy has a lot more, a lot to work on. He still has to work a little bit on his physicality. I think as preseason has come along, he's got a little bit better in that aspect. Um, I think he has some coverage ability due to playing corner. And again, he's versatile. He's versatile. They, they've used him everywhere this year, you guys. Everywhere. Wood says, keep Izzy. He's too intriguing, plus Woody likes him. Uh, Miss Jackie says, sorry, I think we finished offense. We finished offense. Sorry, everyone. Uh, Special K says, he would cut Jordan Lewis and Anthony Brown and use that money that we freed up with Zeke's contract to get Gilmore. Kelvin and Wright can be the J. Lou and A.B. at camp. A lot of moving parts. But that is interesting. I don't know how much money you're really going to get from cutting those two guys because I believe eight million is guaranteed already to J. Lou. I don't know you're going to, I don't know they're going to sign a guy to three year deal and cut him right away. Like that seems a little bit unrealistic. But if I'm just looking at this from a distance and you say I can replace A.B., J. Lewis Gilmore, the Pats, all day. All day. Matteo, Professor O says, with the 53 due on Tuesday and our four COVID players not counting until Thursday, we should not have to cut anyone and bring them back. We can IR the guys we need and then activate the four COVID players. That is why at the very top of this, Professor O, I said, I'm not doing any 53-man roster projections because it's it's too... It's too convoluted at this second because of that COVID situation. Unless for some odd reason, one of these guys comes off COVID by tomorrow at 3 p.m. It's going to make things difficult and, and real weird because you may see Simi make the team uh, or, or you, you may see them keep the entire defensive line rotation because you have four guys that don't count against the roster. And here's what's going to be funny. You're going to look at, I'll show you the offensive roster. You're going to look at, the wide receiver group, and you're not going to see C.D. Lamb. If he doesn't come back tomorrow, you're going to play, what, C.D. didn't make the team? No, he's on the COVID list. So it's going to be real weird, very, very weird, as they they, they drop this 53-man roster. So that's why I wanted to talk it out with you guys to kind of figure out where we can go here. Mike Flores says, Kennedy in the slot. Hey, Mike, I'm looking at Kennedy possibly as a guy that could play on the outside. I I, I love – I think, Mike, I think Kennedy has looked like the, the second best corner on this team. 
and he's played both. He's played outside. He's played inside. He's super physical, very competitive, comes from the, the culture of the Baltimore Ravens and that Greg Williams culture uh, with the Jets, and he plays that way. You know, I've been to four practices, and I've, I think Kennedy has looked like the second-best cornerback out there. So I, I, I would I – would, me – I take my chances with Kennedy up against Mike Evans before I do Anthony Brown. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Uh, Keem Wood says, Sky, we need to consider using the extra money we got from the Zeke on a backup offensive lineman as well. Yeah, that's true. That is true. You know, but I, but it seems like they like their Stephen Jones. We like our guys. We like our guys. Uh, let's roll with 512 on the Pulse of the Nation hotline. What it is, what it do. Fucker in the pussy. 512, what's up? Oh, oh, maybe maybe we don't have 512 on the line. Maybe we don't have 512 on the line. Uh, Paul says, fire, he's dropping a fire. David Crisp Jr., true, we saying true. Kennedy is a baller, says Jay. He's, he is so sound as a corner. I'm with you on cornerback, too. Yeah, man, I, you know, I like to you not. I try to take notes as I'm recording these videos. Every single practice. If you guys look at my phone under my notes, I have something. Kennedy, sticky. Kennedy, physical. Like the, his name just continues to pop up in my notes at practice. And if football is a meritocracy, I don't know how you, how Kennedy's not a guy that gets starter reps. Now with Kelvin Joseph potentially may not start to see, he may not play. We'll see how, how severe the groin injury is. They're saying minor, but minor could still mean 10 days, right? So I, I wouldn't put Kelvin Joseph above Kennedy. Mm-mm. Nope. So we'll see. Joe Stuckey says a nine Kennedy can make plays. Look at how Clinton Dix. We let him go, and he's making plays now that <laughs> he's got a shot. So there, there's a there's a tweet going around with HaHa making an interception, and um, – a lot of the content creators got tagged and said, was it, was it ha-ha or was it, you know, Mike Nolan? Um, and if long time ago, we, we, we've had this conversation and found out through, through talking to certain people, I'm not going to name names, it wasn't ha-ha Clinton Dix being worse than Darian Thompson. Um, let's just say Mike Nolan had a big say in getting rid of him because certain players were looking at Mike Nolan like, what the hell are you doing, dog? And if you speak up, you out. You out. Uh, so we apparently we got some spammers in here. My guy, Stevie Mac, go ahead and take care of that, please. We do not want spammers up in here. Um, yeah, we don't want to do that. We got a really good crowd today. This has been a great show. Again, it's a little bit different. It's not your typical... It's not your typical 53-man roster breakdown prediction or anything like that. I didn't want to go there due to, you know, how convoluted things would be. But tomorrow, I believe we'll have Morad on on the late night, 8 p.m. Well, late night if you're Eastern, talking about the actual cutdown. Cutdowns begin tomorrow at 3. And then I'll come back Wednesday morning to talk about the cutdowns. And maybe we'll get some roster movement as breaking as we're on, right? Like maybe we'll wake up and since those three guys will be on injured reserve, Ball, Gallimore, McKeon, we'll find out who, who the Cowboys snuck back on. We'll find out if they 
made a trade before other teams got cut. We'll find out if they sign a, a, a cornerback or a um, offensive lineman. What they do with Simi. A lot of things are going to come about on Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday morning show uh, that I can't wait to get on here and talk to you guys about. Chandra says it takes six to eight weeks for it to heal and is easily re-injured groin feels like your whole hip out of place. So I've never had a pulled groin. I don't know the severity. I'd imagine six to eight weeks sounds like a severe groin injury. I'm going to ask my guys down there what's going on with Donovan Wilson. Remember, he came out of practice because of a groin. No one's really talking about it. Is he going to be ready? We'll see. Terrence Park says Noah Brown should be tight end three. Simi makes the team then. <laughs> well, I, those days are over. Those days of Noah Brown tight end. The only reason why Cowboys Nation was talking Noah Brown tight end is because he was being used essentially as a fourth tight end under Jason Garrett. Noah slimmed down. He's showing more improvement as a receiver to me, so I think Noah is easily your wide receiver five. Said becomes the wide receiver four. Jesse Falls says, Scott, who is your backup quarterback? Probably Cooper Rush. I mean, Gary, listen, Jesse, none of them dudes do it for me. If you had to put a gun to me and say, pick a quarterback, it's probably Cooper Rush. I think he's been more consistent in preseason. Gilbert's more experienced and, and has an actual game of him being gritty and making some plays. But Rush has been more consistent this preseason. I think. I think. All right, we'll get a few more if we can here on the phone lines. 319, what it is, what it do? Yo, yo, can you hear me? Yes, sir, we got you. What's up, man? Oh, man, I can't call it, man. Um, I just feel like we just need a couple more insurance plans at quarterback, defense to tackle, and tackle. Too bad we didn't really see much of Josh Ball play this preseason. I feel like he would have took somebody's job at tackle. I agree. So, so I'm a little nervous though at deep tackle. I pretty I thought we were gonna be pretty good last year, and we got ran down our throats. So I feel like they should hit us, you know, Atkins, just you know, see how he's doing, and would bring him in for a workout and just test the waters with him. Yeah, what I'm, can it hurt? I, 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 I'm with you. I'm um since Neville Gallimore has went down, my nervousness at the three tech position has went way higher. Like before he went down, I was kind of skeptical on the depth, but now with him gone. It's it's DEFCON five or whatever it is, right? Like I'm a little nervous here. Like absolutely, you, you kind of have to bring in a guy uh, unless you're looking at Rondell Carter as your your swing essentially defensive tackle de guy. Which I don't know if I'm ready to do that. I, I feel like he's too little to play in the inside, though. He has that versatility to to do it in like that NASCAR nickel package, but we know yeah. Neville, Carlos, and Osa can do it down in down out. Right. Right. So hopefully with these cuts coming around the league, somebody will fall into our laps, man. I just fingers crossed with the quarterbacks, with the tackles, at both positions. I think I think you will. Listen, if somebody says, Sky, what's one of the, a bold prediction, right, in the next 48 hours? Bold prediction, mm-hmm. Cowboys will sign a defensive tackle uh, when these cuts happen. Okay, okay. Uh, one last thing. I, I think Simi will make the team a receiver. Even though I feel like Malik Turner, I performed him in all the games. I did. So I feel like that's kind of tricky too, though. So It is. That's all I had to say, man. Keep doing awesome work, bro. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. No doubt. Yeah, it, it's it's tricky. We talked about it with Simi. 
is, is going to be tricky because of you got the draft pedigree and the potential, and then you have the actual performance. One has performed better. The other one has the pedigree and possibly the front office in his back pocket. Uh, 202, what it is, what it do? Sky, good morning. Good morning, sir. This Coach Dave. <clears throat> Thank you, MD. This Why co- don't we get uh, a uh, quarterback with that skill set, like a mobile quarterback, sort of like how the 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 uh, 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 the Ravens did, how they got Huntley, and Huntley burnt the Redskins up on um was that Friday night? I mean, that's just common sense. The the offense gonna work. I've always been I've always been a guy that said the backup quarterback should resemble your starter in some way, shape, or form. Not saying they have to be that guy, but it should resemble mm-hmm. them so that the playbook doesn't change much. And I had this conversation with my guy Jeff Cavanaugh, and he said, Sky, just give me a mobile quarterback, period. This is what he said, and I loved it. He said, Go out after the draft, all the undrafted free agent quarterbacks that didn't get taken, that were these running quarterbacks in college. Bring them on my team as quarterback three and let him compete for my backup. Because what happens sometimes when you get a a, a guy who can make plays on the run or, or make plays with his legs that gets thrown in the fire in the middle of a game or for one game with no prep, he usually is going to make some damn plays on the team because they're not used to him. So I, exactly. I, I kind of roll with that theory. Go ahead and get me an undrafted guy every year. And say, you know what, you're going to compete for the backup or third string quarterback just because you're athletic. I'm not saying he has to be the guy, but I kind of su- subscribe to that method, man. It's tough to have a guy that can come in there and, and make plays with his legs, even if he's just a backup. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. And I said I would even go against my uh, go against the grain and ask Robert Griffin the third. Come uh, out of that, uh, no, 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 no. When, when you decide to retire, I don't want you. That means yeah, you're, yeah, your mental ain't there no more. You know I mean, that's why I didn't. I don't understand why the Cowboys brought back Jason Witten. That was silly. Yeah, that was. That was. That was. But that's all I had, man, Scott. And uh, keep up the good work, man. Like I said, I love your show, man. Thank you, brother. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. Have a good day, man. And I appreciate uh, I appreciate the love for real, man. I, when I went to practice, I sometimes forget people actually, you know, are there watching the show. You come up, and it's it's, it's an awesome, awesome experience. Also, when you're with Law, I mean, that's like being with <laughs> dude. Is I'm telling y'all, man, it's crazy to see you're walking around practicing or games or whatever with Law. It's is uh, it's very humbling, very very humbling. Um, people are kind of subscribing to that same thing. PJ, what? Yes, Jay. I will seriously think about this for a second. PJ Walker really ain't right. Like he ain't, but I seen PJ Walker make some plays. I seen PJ Walker give a couple teams some trouble when he got in there. And if you give me a PJ Walker type with CD lamb and Michael Gallup, Amari Cooper, Zeke, TP, Thank you. Hey, PJ, we just need you to throw the rock 12 to 15 times. That's all. We're going to run this ball 40 times a day, though, and you're going to be a part of it about 12 times. So, yeah. I'm I'm kind of, you know, 
unless obviously it's a guy like a Gardner Minshew, right? Who who legitimately can perform in this league, and he's not some old washed up guy. Like if the quarter and Gardner Minshew's not a statue, by the way. But um, yeah, man, it was something interesting that that Jeff kind of brought up, and I was like, yeah, you know, why not? Why have three quarterbacks behind Dak that are essentially now now Danucci is not a statue, absolutely not a statue. <laughs> But mobility is not their thing. That's all. Zaire says, Scott, I think the only way to evaluate these players is the Bucks game. Preseason is unfair with matchups. One's playing against threes. You should know their team better than that after Thursday. I should know my I should know the team better than that after Thursday. Not sure what you mean. Oh, oh, you're saying next week. Yeah, I, so this whole game yesterday was not about evaluating the team. Like that's the last preseason game. I really didn't take too much away from that as is. But all right, guys, we're going to wrap this thing up. I thought this was a very productive show uh, to talk these things out. Tomorrow is going to be very interesting. Make sure that you stay up to date on everything Cowboys at A to Z sports.com slash Dallas. Uh, we'll have the, the actual roster breakdown, our opinions on things and report the news that we can report for you guys. And then keep it locked here on it is Sports Dallas YouTube as well as Facebook. Shout out to Facebook. Uh, they were a lot deeper today. We're still growing over there, right? Oh, good news. Miss Jackie knows this. We finally locked down game day live. It is official. Only reason why I'm not telling you at this moment is because we got to put together the, promo- the promotion package. Oh, it's going to be awesome. All I'm going to say is, if you're in the Dallas area and you're by the stadium, come holler at us. We'll be there every single game. I can't wait to drop it. I'm going to have a whole promotion thing. You know, I, you know, a little extra over here. Uh, we'll drop the whole promotion package, and um, it's going to be a blast. So, so keep your ears open. Probably Wednesday. I think Wednesday morning, we're going to go ahead and drop that, and uh, that'll, be, that'll be great. It'll give you guys a, literally a whole week. To kind of prepare if you're in the area, if you're not doing nothing on game day, you want to come through and hang out with us. And I say us because it's going to be an us. Uh, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be fun. So thank you, guys. Jacob says, no, I just got here. Jacob, we've been on for almost two hours. Jacob, run it back. You know how we do. Hashtag run it back. And if you guys enjoy the show, let me know. Thumbs up, fire emojis, all that good stuff. Share it with your friends, family, and foes on Facebook, on YouTube, Twitter, all that good stuff. As well as subscribe because this is we're just getting started we're just getting started later i'll have the extra point video uh focusing focusing on a certain player and um as well as articles up on a to z sports dallas.com so like i always say guys i appreciate you so much you guys have no idea this is uh not possible being here it's, it's not possible without you guys at all yes sir stevie mac run it back and uh i will be oh me and Mo may do a crossover show. Not sure when, not sure on whose page, but you'll see me and Mo ride on likely discussing either the 53-man roster or prepping for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers next week. All right. Y'all know the drill. Got to press this button. Check us out, AtoZSportsDallas.com. Come through tomorrow morning. I'm sorry, Wednesday morning, 8 a.m. Central. Tomorrow evening, 8 p.m. Central with Mo Rod on A to Z Sports Live. Thank you guys for the donations. Thank you guys for coming in. 
rocking with me. Really do appreciate it. And I'll see you guys Wednesday. Be kind to one another. Remember that. Always be kind. Love you. Peace. I want me some glory hope.